Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I shared recently about the ways to intercede, different practices of intercession. And I must have mentioned that it's, it can be really fatiguing that you expect at the end of that to say, oh, I have really poured out and I just need to rest and be uh, gentle with myself. Well, one of my friends asked me a beautiful question uh, related to that particular podcast. And she said she is on the worship team at church. And after she sings, then she is seriously wiped out for the rest of the day. And she said, it frustrates me because it's not like singing is a really physically demanding thing. (laughs) And so it's not a slog, right? Like entering into worship is a beautiful offering to the Lord. And it's a joy to be a part of leading other people into the, the realm of praise. And so she, her question though was, is it possible that, uh, let's see, she says, what you said about drag makes me wonder, am I somehow offering my gifts in worship in a way that other people are riding on them too? And is that going to somehow increase the work for me? Because I am somehow vicariously carrying others in the work that I'm doing in the spirit as I worship. That would seem to offer at least one reason why that is so tiring for me. This is a super perceptive question. I loved that that sense of saying, wait a minute, maybe there's something else going on. Because first of all, we can just kind of run through a few other scenarios. So first of all, if going to church on any Sunday when you're not leading also leaves you feeling really tired for the rest of the day, then it could be that there's actually just a spirit of apathy or of exhaustion, weariness over the congregation. I know that is something different friends of mine and I have talked about that at different times that sometimes if you change churches, even if they're around the same time of day, that you might come away really energized from one and really weary from another. So the the question then would be the differentiator between is it different when you're just going to church versus when you're leading worship? And if the answer is yes, then clearly there's something going on. And I would definitely be inclined to say, no, you're, you're actually partially carrying the congregation. I remember one of my sweet friends at one point was asked to lead worship for our church at the time. This was years ago, and we went to a little, it wasn't quite a home church, but it was almost a home church, meaning we met in a school, but there weren't very many more people than there would have been if it was a home church. And all of the normal worship people were out of town. And so they were like, hey, you can play the guitar. You're a music major. Why don't you lead worship? And <laughs> I still remember she was strumming the guitar. She opened her mouth to sing and she was the only one. And she stopped after one measure. And she was like, you guys, you have to sing with me. <laughs> but it was a beautiful example of just because you are gifted musically doesn't mean that you have the gift of allowing other people to enter into worship with you. You maybe aren't a gifted worship leader, even if you're a gifted musician, if that makes sense. So if you are a gifted worship leader, then you're exercising that gift on behalf of other people. And it absolutely makes sense that you would be tired at the end of it. I think about how 
I mean, we think about Jesus after he's ministered for a day and he's healed people and taught people that he was like, I need to go and be alone with my father for a while. You get, And then when you think about other examples where he's just sleeping in the boat and all the disciples are like, surely we're going to drown. You know, you're like, was he totally soaking wet, but he was just that zonked? Maybe. So I think there's a level of acknowledgement that when you are using your gift, there are times it is really hard to hold space for other people to enter in. And so I think that there's probably some things that you could do. There is, if you haven't already been praying the strong warfare prayer beforehand, I would do that. And if you haven't been praying a cutting free prayer afterwards, I would do that because you're helping to push aside the blockages in the beginning, and then you're closing the door from anything that might have been released that was not desirable at the end. Both of those are available in the Good Spiritual Hygiene book, um, available on Amazon and linked in the show notes. Hooray. But I also think that there's just an acknowledgement of saying, yep, you're just going to be tired. Like Bob, after he's been interceding on behalf of a meeting of people, he, he goes to bed early and is just wiped out. And that isn't a problem. That's just the reality of doing work in the spirit. And since worship is a form of prayer, since it's a form of entering into God's presence, especially if you're trying to hold space for other people, yes, that is going to be really tiring. And I know that there are some congregations where, at least from what I understand, I am not a worship leader, but my understanding is that depending on the response of the audience or the congregation, maybe would be a better way to say it, that there can be such an overflow of faith and joy and enthusiasm that it's actually energizing for the worship leaders. But I would be surprised if that's the way it is normally. I would suspect that normally there's just a level of saying, I love the Lord and he is worthy of praise. And even if it is exhausting and a little bit of a slog, I am thankful that I have been given the privilege of allowing other people to enter into God's presence with me to the extent that they're able. Yeah, so Lord, thank you for the way that you continue to guide and show us parts of who you are. Thank you, Lord, that (laughs) there are evidences of heavy lifting in the spirit that we wouldn't necessarily be aware of. It's almost like they're subclinical or something, but when they're called to the light, it's like, oh, this makes sense. This is helpful to understand. Oh, okay. Yeah, very good. And Lord, I thank you even for the way that you give us discernment and you give us observational skills. It's it's fun to me to think, well, how tiring would it be to just sing five songs just on my own in my kitchen? And would that wipe me out for the rest of the day? I sure hope not. But then compared to leading a congregation and saying, wow, yeah, I'm pretty tired. And so Lord, I pray that if this is a matter of simply bringing people into your presence, and that's a tiring but good thing, that you would give us the rest that we need. But Lord, I also ask that if there are any works of the enemy that would be intentionally thwarting, Lord, I think about curses, hexes, and spells, and things like that, that are there, that are actively intentionally meant to stand against the Lord and against his anointed. Lord, we want to say no to those things. We want to say the Lord rebuke you. Lord, we recognize, I think about the statistic that 
Dr. Francis McNutt shared um, about Jacksonville, which, if I remember correctly, had something like three quarters of a million people when he shared this. And that there were, I don't remember exactly, but 63, I think, active covens in that city. And that they would target the churches, of course, because those were the places where your light was shining forth. And so, Lord, in the way that we don't think about that, <laughs> because we like to walk with you in love and holiness and not in intentional destruction and overturning and chaos and mischief and evil, Lord, I pray that we would continue with the beautiful uh, innocence and maybe not innocence, but like the beautiful dove-like nature that you give us, that innocent as doves, I guess, but Lord, that we would also have that shrewdness of serpents that you invite us to also have, that we would not be ignorant of the enemy's schemes. And so we thank you that you give us all that we need for life and godliness in your precious name, Jesus. Amen.